the last unicorn dies tonight. A sphincter says what? What? Say what one more goddamn time. What? A movie? Come on, yeah! There go the goddamn brownies. Well, you're gonna pick up the mess because you are a garbage man. Say what one more goddamn time. Take them to the movies. Saw Saturday Night Fever live, um, and it's so funny, like That's hearing so weird. hearing the British people like talk, um, British people trying to talk in a New York accent. Like, <laughs> like the woman, like she's like super. <laughs> just it's I just you can tell oh, it just wow. sounded, sounded a bit a bit off. Because you know whenever you see like English <laughs> actors in like movies or TV shows, they're really good at doing British accents. But I guess not everybody in Britain can do an American accent. Yeah, they're yeah. Uh, they're stage actors trying to stage <laughs> actors. I mean, you would think like a stage actor would be a trained. Well, actor, they're trained. Yeah, thespian. class. Yeah, the Shakespeare. Sure. Because it takes somebody who does Shakespeare to make Star Trek important. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know? Right. Yeah, you can't just ham it up. Yeah. You know, like so William Shatner. Sure, he hammed it up, but he was also a trained stage actor. A true thespian. He was. William he Shatner. was. He had a lot of stage experience before he did Star Trek, and then of course, um, uh, Patrick Stewart knocked it out of the park with Next Generation. But I was more of a Next Generation fan because I mean that's when it was like I was growing up and it was on TV. I kind of missed the, the whole Star Trek, you know, the original series, more of like a you know '70s show, and I, yeah, I didn't really watch '70s television you know of course i'm born in the 80s i grew up watching the original trek oh yeah and my uh my father he had um back when it was on back in the the 60s he you know they didn't have vcrs back then so what he did was he would put up a reel-to-reel audio recorder set it up next to the television and he would record the episodes and he listened to them later Oh, nice. And he knew the episode so well that he could name any episode by listening to the first three notes of music. Holy shit. Because on the title screen, whenever they showed the name of the episode, they always played different music for each episode. Oh, really? Okay. And so, you know, I, 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 would, I would actually be in the living Like, this is back when I was in high school. I would be in the living room. I'd be watching TV and, you know... Star Trek was usually on side by side with the evening news. You know, I was a, I was a teenager. I didn't want to watch the news, right? Yeah. I didn't care about the news. So I'd be watching like an episode of Star Trek and he'd be in the next room doing his thing. And then that, that music would come on and he would shout out the name of the episode. And he always had it right. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Season two, episode four. <laughs> oh, yeah. He knew his stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, Jim. <laughs> oh, did you get that picture I sent you of uh, Jesus holding the bowling ball next to Osiris holding? Oh yeah, I, th- I think yeah, I saw. Maybe that. holding the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody fucks with a Jesus. This isn't Star Trek. (laughs) Oh, man. There's okay. So we're going to have to start getting into this here. 
All right. What do, think, what do you think of this ping pong table, Jeremy? Oh yeah, we're doing so, this podcast on a ping pong table. Isn't that isn't that wacky? Yeah, isn't this, that fun? <laughs> so it, it's it's sure different. That's for sure. Yeah. So usually we got like one of those little tiny fold out tables, and we record in um, in uh, Taylor's garage because we really don't have As anywhere else. Yeah, <laughs> and there isn't enough room in here for both that fold out table and the ping pong table. So we're just doing it on the ping pong t- ping pong table. Ping pong table is just a bigger fold-out table it is if you want to get down it, to well, it well it's classy <laughs> it's <is> classy <laughs> hello ladies and gentlemen my name is jeremy i'm taylor and uh we are take them to the movies your premiere podcast for two dudes who love movies oh yeah and today we're talking about the cable guy cable guy <laughs> cable guy Gets so fucking angrier as he's doing it. <laughs> Cable guy! <laughs> this is our first Jim Carrey movie. Yeah, and uh, Jim Carrey, uh, this movie came out in 96. Yeah, we're still in the 90s. And same, well, same year as Kingpin, right? And yeah. it's kind of similar because. Yeah, Way but, bigger budget, though. Like 40 million or something like yeah, that? Yeah, 47 million. And half of it was just for Jim Carrey's fucking salary 20 million. Yeah. It's a record. For like highest yeah, paid Yeah, actor. back then that was a record. Because he was huge. Ace yeah. Ventura and, and uh, Dumb the Mask. Dumber. Well, Dumb Dumber came out, what, 94? And then when, when did Ace Ventura come out? Um, I want to say earlier. like I want to think 92, possibly yeah. 92. But yeah, he, he had done four movies. Ace Ventura, both one and two. Right. The Mask. And, oh, yeah. And, um, and uh, Dumb and Dumber. And so... He was a big draw because you know he had come off of In Living Color where he had I fucking loved In Living Color. So, oh yeah, such a good show. <laughs> it was man. a really good show. Fire Marshal uh, Bill. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> I want to go back and I want to watch. <laughs> if that shows up on Hulu, I am binging the shit out of it. I used to have a Homie the Clown shirt. Oh really? Yeah, and I wore it in Mexico, and like Mexican <laughs> people come up to me and be like, "Homie the Clown, Homie the Clown, Homie don't play, that. Homie don't play that." And I was like, "Yeah." I like In Living Color too. <laughs> I was like five. <laughs> you know, he he had done other movies. You know, some less successful movies. Like there was like a vampire movie called Once White, Bitten. Yeah. Once Bitten. Yeah, <laughs> my brother loves that movie for some but, reason. <laughs> but you know, the, he had really started to become big after In Living Color. Earth right? Girls Are Easy. Yeah, Man. I totally forgot about that. That's a blast from the past. And so here we are. We've got the cable guy, and this movie wasn't well received at first. Um, a lot of critics didn't like it because Jim Jim Carrey was departing from his normal material. This was a darker movie for him. Yeah, we're getting into this is a, a sort of a buddy comedy, but it's a way darker buddy comedy than the ones we've covered, like Kingpin or um, uh, fucking Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Big Trouble in Little China is good. It's everything. It's, it's an every, action. It's yeah. a comedy. <laughs> it, it, it's a romance movie. It's but got something for everybody. This has like the the. The tastings of a like a more of a psychological thriller, yeah. If anything, I mean it's a comedy, yeah. Of course, but it gets it gets weird and dark and stalkery. Jim mm-hmm. Carrey obviously, you know, wants to be friends with anybody. He even tries to become friends with Matthew Broderick after installing his cable. But you know, I kind of. Found myself empathizing with uh, Jim Carrey watching it in my third. It's hard 
to make <laughs> friends in your 30s. Let's be honest. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, so I, I could kind of kind of relate. You know, like you don't really have. You're not. You're not in school. You know, all you have is like. You know, well, like you and me, we're, we're, we're friends because we work together. Yeah. I mean, I can't just go up to someone in the fucking grocery store and be like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? You want to grab a honey? That's what kids are like. Yeah. yeah. Well, because, yeah, you're at school and, you know, you find your, your you find your friends through school mm-hmm. usually. Yeah. Um, usually do, yeah. Or, or, or in this case, work. But being a cable guy, you don't really have like a lot, you don't mingle with coworkers. You're just a one-man operation. So all the people you interact with are just your customers. Yeah. You know? So, uh the movie fucking starts off with uh, well a bunch of like TV shows are on the screen and it fades out and you see Matthew Broderick flip trying to flip through channels and it's just really bad like reception and he's just like oh where, where the hell's the cable guy and it's mm. just that that you know uh, cliche of like well it's it's a true stereotype you end up waiting forever for the cable guy to show up yeah you know? it's like he's, he'll be here between 3 p.m. and my death. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that is one of those things. And you wonder, you know, after watching the movie, you wonder if he he did that on purpose to wear down the resolve of uh of, of our main character, uh Steve. Well, eventually he just he sort of gives up waiting and just is like, "Fuck this, I'm taking a shower." And of course, that's when he shows up. Right. Um, but this movie, I I liked it because uh you see a lot of famous actors that weren't really that famous at the time yeah let's talk about who's in this movie so this movie is uh well it was directed by ben stiller yeah second feature film that he directed you know, he, he did reality bites before this right right and and uh he he had his own tv show the ben stiller the show. ben stiller show who he he brought his friends into this. Yeah, all the people in the so Ben Stiller show. we see Janine Garofalo. <laughs> yeah. Andy Dick. Andy Dick. And Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were, all in the, they were all in the show with him. And so, you know, he brought them into this movie. But besides them, of course, we got Jim Carrey as our title character. We never find out his name. Yeah, he says his name is Ernie Douglas, but my friends call me Chip. And that's from it's a character on My Three my Sons. My Three Sons, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we also got Matthew Broderick. Quick, uh, yeah, quick little trivia bit. Uh, the part was originally written for Chris Farley. Chris Farley, yeah. Which again, yeah, they tried to get him for uh, Ishmael and Kingpin. Uh-huh, yeah. But again, scheduling conflicts. Chris Farley was a very busy man in 1996. Oh yeah. Um, so they couldn't get him. But then Ben Stiller originally was like, "Well, I'll play the cable guy," which yeah. I could totally see. But he had some difficulty directing like, and acting at the same yeah, time. Yeah, like after a couple of weeks of work on that, he's like, "I, I can't do this. We gotta, we gotta cast somebody." And yeah. then let's get Jim Carrey. Yeah, <laughs> and who they approached previously, um, and you know he was doing. They approached him when he was doing Ace Ventura too, and you know he threw out a couple notes in there, but he wanted it to be darker. The original script, I guess, was too much of a, a lighthearted buddy. Yeah, so comedy. the original script, written by Lou Holtz Jr., right. didn't have very much physical comedy for Jim Carrey. Yeah, none of that stuff with like the, the, the medieval times scene where he puts his, the skin like Hannibal Lecter in Silence yeah. of the Lambs. Can you see your skin? <laughs> like, yeah. um, that was all improv by, by Carrey. Yeah, yeah. And then like Matthew Broderick's reaction to that is a legitimate reaction. He's, yeah, he's, he's really, really cracking up. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah, so the original script written by Lou Holtz Jr. didn't have a lot of physical comedy for Jim Carrey. 
and they brought in Judd Apatow. This movie has Judd Apatow all over, all it. over it. But he's not credited because he was screwed over by like I think the screen act, screenwriters guild or something like that. Again, the fucking behind the scenes people in Hollywood trying to fucking discredit the actual people that do the work or the yeah. creative people behind the fucking yeah. movie. Yeah. And his wife, Leslie Mann, is in this movie. Yeah, how did a hot chick like Leslie Mann end up with Judd Apatow? I don't, I don't he's know. He's funny. She That's is, why. She is beautiful. Yeah. So, And he's just like an ugly fucking chud, mm-hmm. let's be honest. But <laughs> he's funny. He's yeah. a funny dude. He's, he, he knows what he's doing. He mm-hmm. is an auteur, even though he does comedies. I think comedy is a viable form of entertainment. And a lot of people kind of poo-poo comedy. And they're like... Yeah. Shit all over it, but great writer. I but mean, but you see some of the best actors come from comedic backgrounds, like Robin Williams. That guy yeah. is was an incredibly serious actor, and he can do serious dramas. You know, That's right. Um, so aside from Leslie Mann, we've also got Jack Black, mm. Kyle Gass too. He's got to bring Ka- Ka- KG Kyle along. Gass is there as well. He's along for the ride. He's at the very end of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> when he he the cable goes out and he finds the book. And there's this beautiful symphony of him reading the book and discovering <laughs> a new entertainment. Um, we got uh, George Siegel plays Stephen's father. Right. Diane Baker, Stephen's mother. O- Bob Odenkirk plays uh, Stephen's, Stephen's brother. brother. Yeah. Oh, we got Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson is in it. Bit part. But Owen, well, Owen Wilson is like a package deal with Ben Stiller, I think. Yeah, like, and you didn't. I didn't, you know, know at the time really who Owen Wilson was. So a lot, oh, yeah, and Janine Garofalo. Like you've seen her, but yeah. like these are. Well, I knew who she was because I watched right. like the 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 Ben Stiller Ben show. Stiller show religiously. No, I knew she, who she was, and I was just like, oh, that's cool that you know she's in you know getting movie parts, but she's yeah, but all Ben Stiller's yeah. friends are in this movie. It's yeah. great. Yeah, so. um, we've also got. Well, okay, so Ben Stiller is in the movie for a little bit. He's in these uh, scenes where they're talking about two the, the child Sam, actors. Sam Sweet, the Sweet Brothers. Sam Sweet, the Sam Sweet t- trial um, based on the, the Menendez Eric and yeah. Lyle Menendez murder trial. Yeah, you see clips of him on TV. Ah, these guys, Asian, it was an Asian gang or something. They were speaking this foreign language. I think language. it was Asian. It's Asian. <laughs> And we and we've also got David Cross. Now he's in there just like just a couple. Blink scenes. and you'll miss him. Yeah, yeah. But he's there too. Yeah. And and, and ironically, he did another show with Bob Odenkirk later mm-hmm. called Mister Show, which was hilarious. Legendary and then they fucking it later for Netflix. Great sketch yeah. comedy show. It, I caught, I caught that one night just like flipped on the TV right. on HBO and I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah. I mean, if you if if. If you haven't seen Mr. Show, find it. Find it now. <laughs> yeah. They they rebooted it too and it's even better like the new one that they put out. Yeah. Oh my that god. That was that was hilarious. <laughs> so, you know, we got we got some good talent in this movie, right? And so it's hard to judge its success because, you know, it had a budget of 47 million. Jim Carrey was paid 20 million. It's opening weekend in the US that only made like nineteen million eight hundred thousand dollars. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Now of course in its run worldwide, it made over a hundred and two million dollars. 
So it was a success worldwide, but here in the states, yeah, I, I think I think I remember when this movie came out. I remember people in the United States feeling a little alienated by Jim Carrey's performance. Yeah, I think it's not what they were expecting. I think this is classic Jim Carrey, but at its best. Yeah, like, he's he's changing gears. He's yeah. talking with this weird lisp. Yeah, which I don't know if that was his idea or Ben Stiller's idea, but it it, it really. Um, just adds a lot to his character. He's just like this creepy yeah. loner kid raised on television. You see like a little flashback of him yeah. just <laughs> sitting in front of the TV. His faceless mom is like on her way out to happy hour. That was Kathy hour. Griffin. Oh shit. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Everyone's in this movie. Yeah. Um, I think this is him at his best because when I actually watch this movie, I don't, I know that's Jim Carrey, but I don't think that's Jim Carrey when I'm watching the movie. Yeah, well, he, 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 yeah, that and that's typical of every Jim Carrey role. You know, it's Jim Carrey, but he puts himself into this fucking character like Ace Ventura or like Lloyd mm-hmm. Christmas or the lawyer in Liar Liar. <laughs> Bad example, but <laughs> <laughs> the Grinch. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say like right around when Liar Liar came out was probably like Jim Carrey two point yeah, he's starting to like evolve yeah. into different roles where he's not completely goofball. But, he gets he's still yeah. gonna do some physical comedy. You're yeah, still get, you're still gonna get the yucks. Yeah, and then later you see uh, one of his best movies. I think is uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless yeah. Mind. Yeah, yeah, that's like Jim Carrey 3.0, where he started to do the dramatic roles. Right. Yeah, he did like Truman yeah. Show, and then he did mm-hmm. yeah Eternal Sunshine. But yeah, uh, Truman Show wasn't a comedy. No, I did not. I did not classify that as a comedy, comedic drama. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, he also did uh, the Majestic. I like the Majestic. But anyway, <laughs> let's get back into this movie. Okay, so we uh, we're waiting for the cable to guy show up. Yeah, we find out through just like an expositional phone call with Jack Black, his his friend. I guess Jack Black works at a television station. He's like a cameraman. Yeah, and he rings him up, and he's just like talking about. His girlfriend Robin, I guess, kicked him out because yes, he proposed to her and she said no. Yeah. Also, move out. <laughs> yeah. So he's what a bitch. I know. So he, he's you know in that place where he's like, oh, I'm trying to get her back, you know, but I don't want to be too clingy. Yeah. You know, and Jim, uh, the cable guy, yeah. who knows what the fuck his real name. We'll is. just call him Chip. Because yeah, that's yeah, what he yeah, goes by he goes for most, most of the movie. Yeah, most movies, Chip. just Chip, Chip Douglas. Uh, he actually gives some solid lady advice. Well, he's really good at manipulating people. Yeah. Yeah. Except, like, <laughs> making people be his friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he's waiting for the cable, cable guy shows up, and, uh, yeah, Broderick's in the shower, and he's like, fuck, and he opens the door, and he's about to leave, and he's like, wait, wait, wait. And he's like... He's like, you're supposed to be here four hours ago. He's like, oh, so I'm the tardy one? (laughs) He's like, I was going to go Bed Bath & Beyond. It's closed now. So he's like, well, maybe I shouldn't have come at all. Jerk off! (laughs) Again, with the manipulation, he's just, I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. Come on. Yeah, he goes in there and he's just like, this could be a cool pad. He talks about like the former owner. He's like, "I'm, I'm surprised they got the place cleaned up after what happened here. He's like, well, what happened? He's like, oh. They had a lot of cats. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, cable guy installs the cable. Yeah, he's got this like really in- intuitive way of like reading a room. Yeah, 
and he, he to find the sweet, sweet spot, spot and yeah. he rubs it like a nipple. <laughs> <laughs> that's your sweet spot right there. That's your sweet spot right there. He takes out this fucking <laughs> big drill and he seems to know. So your lady friend left you. Your lady kicked you out. He's like, how did you know that? That's where like already it's so fucked up. Like when you rewatch it, like the whole time, you know, he, he doesn't work for the cable company. Right. And he says, oh, I saw that uh, service was uh, transferred from across town to a one Robin Harris. So I put two and two together, and that's how I found out. And it's like, oh, okay. He's really, really good at reading people. But again, that's like really a big invasion of privacy. And you, yeah, we yeah. see this over and over again throughout the movie, you know, where he like, you know, gives them all that fancy electronic equipment it's like mm-hmm. how'd you get in my apartment <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah he installs his cable and he's uh, he gives him his card he's like don't don't call the cable company they'll, they'll just, just put, put you sh- on hold <laughs> yeah so he's a preferred customer he has a lot of preferred customers as we as we discover later on um when they throw that big party um <laughs> but uh he says uh well why don't i take you up to the satellite sometime show you how this whole thing works and he's like yeah that sounds good you know he's like how about tomorrow? <laughs> He's like, uh, okay. Well, t- I'm busy tomorrow. <laughs> busy tomorrow. But uh, yeah, we find out uh, um, Stephen is uh, what does he do? He's like, a I don't know what he does. Real estate development. I, he might be an architect. I don't know. He's pitching this deal to his boss. Yeah, because in the next scene, he's he, he's in the office. He's talking about like converting like a an old. Uh, school into like a nursing uh, home facility for old people mm-hmm. and, and they're using like the generic businessman speech you know if we don't buy this thing now we're gonna lose it and then everybody claps for him you know like, yeah yeah everyone's just yeah his boss is like not sure whether or not everyone likes the idea but then they start clapping and he's like oh yeah me too and we <laughs> good, see uh good job steven and we see um uh, david cross there yeah he's there He's one of Stephen's uh, Stephen's coworkers, and uh, for his boss's name, but he's got like obvious hair plugs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's got real bad hair. And he's just like, um, I, I believe in you, Stephen, but it's your ass if, if the deal falls through and blah blah blah. Yeah. Business talk. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> boss doesn't have to take any responsibility. Just, stuff. Yeah. yeah, the whole work thing is is kind of a yeah, just generic job job. It's like it's like it's written by people who have not worked in an office. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But it's it's not our main vehicle for this movie, you know. It's so I mean it's not really that important. But um, the next scene, though, I mean that that scene's real short. It's only like a like a minute and a half long. Yeah, we're because, already back at Steven's house. He's laying on the couch. He's watching Tony Robbins, and he's yeah. about to order like these like self help things. Uh-huh. And I just thought of like a connection there where uh, you see Tony Robbins in the far uh, Fairly Brothers movie Shallow How with. Jack Black, where Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins, hit, yeah, yeah, he hypnotizes him. So a little connection there. He's about to order the things, and uh, here's a horn honking outside of his apartment. It's it's Chip, Chip, yeah. yeah. And he's like, "Come on, let's go, let's go." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're going to go to the satellite. They're going to ride on the information superhighway. Yeah, the future is now. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of the predictions that he he talks about in that little spiel of his, like he played Mortal Kombat with a friend in Vietnam. It's yeah. like precursor. I mean, the internet was a thing in 1996, yeah. but it wasn't, it wasn't as big as it is now. Yeah, it was just I for mean, nerds on the computers. I mean, I, I I I think I only knew like I was a teenager back in the 90s, and I think. 
like I only knew one person, like one of my friends had internet in their house. Yeah, AOL, America Online was a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> you get 100 minutes for free. <laughs> right. And, and her father, he he worked for, uh, he, did, he helped design like the uh, ISS space station. Cool. Yeah. And so, you know, they, they, were a fam- they were a technology family, and they had internet in the house, and they were the only people, in, you know, in my circle of friends who had internet. So internet was not huge back in the 90s. You know, people were still outside doing things. Right. <laughs> Those days are gone. Yeah. <laughs> so they go to the satellite, and um, we see the huge dish. Now, there's also... Um, some foreshadowing there because as they're laying in the dish, yeah. they show the beams that go up and cross over in the middle of the satellite, and you see that spike. Mm, yeah, that, you do. They make they make a point to show you that spike. You know, so in movies when they show you something, they're supposed to come back to it. That's foreshadowing, <laughs> right? But they don't make it obvious because then when you see the movie later, and we'll get into that later, it's like, oh, I remember that spike. Yeah, yeah, it talks about it. This is a pretty cool place for an ending. It's like that movie Goldeneye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they're uh they're having a little chit chat about like, you know, his childhood. He, he uh, Jim Carrey Chip says, you know, he he never knew his father. Uh Stephen can kind of relate. He's like, "My father was there, but he might as well not have been." So, kind of absentee father situation going on with both of them. He talks about like, oh, so you're really love struck about your lady, huh? And then he, <laughs> yeah, Chip gives him some advice. <laughs> yeah, which he later says, he's, he's Stephen's like, that's incredibly insightful. Yeah. Like, uh, what was the advice he gave him? Something? He's like, I don't think you listen to her. I think you just tell her what she wants to hear. But and then something about like you, you have to enjoy. You, you, thirst you, for knowledge about the the and learn the wonderful splendor, splendor that is her, that is, yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, and apparently it was um, it was a Jerry Springer's final Jerry thought. Springer's <laughs> final thought from Friday's show. <laughs> Just all his wisdom comes from television. <laughs> yeah, and so after that, you know, uh, Chip drives Steve back home. The next scene, uh, Steve he he meets his ex at a coffee shop. Yeah, in the in the in the van, he's like, "Oh, by the way, I don't even know your name." And that's where you hear like this kind of oh, creepy yeah. music, and he's like, "You can see him thinking, like, what am I going to tell this guy?" Yeah, he asks him his name. He tells him it's Chip Douglas, Ernie uh, Douglas. Uh, but my friends, friends call, call him Chip. Chip. <laughs> and if you were if you were forty years old back in the nineties, you would know that. Yeah, I, I, I didn't get that I, reference. I, I didn't. I didn't get it either. I hadn't. I, I didn't watch my three sons. I hadn't seen yeah. it either. But you know, if you were if you were forty years old back then, you would have understood that because that's when that show was on. And yeah, so if you're a kid watching that movie, you're not. It's, it's going to go, go over your, your head. But yeah. if you're an adult, you're like, oh, this guy's fucking crazy. Well, you know, yeah, you know he's <laughs> fucking crazy, but he's really fucking crazy if he's making up names. I was friends with, actually with a, a dude in uh, college my freshman year. He told me his name was Felix Unger. Oh, yeah. And I had no <laughs> idea about the odd couple. The odd couple. And, yeah, and Felix Unger. <laughs> Totally made up name, and I still to this day don't know why he told me a fake name. <laughs> he lived in the same dorm as me. I just couldn't, it was weird. That's hilarious. <laughs> anyway. And and he he gives him this really weird smile. 
Mm. <laughs> this, <laughs> this creepy like forced smile like i finally have a friend <laughs> yeah. um leaves him then steve goes to meet his ex have a cup of coffee and he gives gives her the same talk that the, the jerry springer speech but kind of reworded yeah and uh, he made it his own yeah he's mani- so we know steve is trying to get what he wants and he's manipulating this woman yeah, that's his motivation. He's trying to get uh, Robin back, you know. He is kind of selfish. Maybe he does love her, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. But he... these are the acts of a selfish man who who's not really reflecting inward, but is using someone else's advice and changing the words around. Yeah, and, and, and he's, yeah, follows his advice and says, oh, I'm, I'm, tomorrow night I'm just cooking dinner. You know, watching Sleepless in Seattle. Sleepless in Seattle. She's like, oh, I love that movie. He's like, huh, well, you should come by. They all do. They all do, yeah. And uh, she's like, yeah, maybe I'll... He's like, well, maybe you should stop by later. Whatever. Just not attach. No. Just take a Tell me you're watching Sleepless in Seattle and you're in. Honk. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. um, The next night... Yeah, next night... uh, Chip is out playing bat. Uh, oh right, yeah. The- Steve is out playing basketball with his friends, yeah. and Chip shows up. <laughs> you guys play here too? Weird. <laughs> no, it was said. I, I guess I read somewhere that Jim Carrey is not a good basketball player. And He's can't, Canadian. Can't dribble the ball. <laughs> can't dribble the ball for shit. So they added the ball in what pro- post production? Yeah, yeah, just had him like mimic the moves. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's in his blue <laughs> basketball outfit with the mouth guard, and he's just like, yeah, because one of the guys hurts himself, twists an ankle, so they need an extra man. Um, so he, he's like, no way, I'm on Steven's team. He's like, wait, I met Steven on a routine installation. Yeah, yeah. Feel like I've known him my whole life. <laughs> Jack Black's like, oh, that's, that's so sweet. sweet. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, before they play, he's like, wait, hold on, I gotta warm up. I don't want to pull him. He does some wind sprints back and forth. <laughs> yeah, back and forth. Getting closer every time. And then uh, th- that's when we hear the awesome uh, filter song. Hey, man, nice shot uh, during the, the basketball montage. And, and he's an animal. Yeah, he is super competitive and aggressive. Super. <laughs> Accuses Jack Black of travel. That was a travel. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> Whatever you say, Chip. He's like, oh. I see. We're playing prison rules. Prison rules. Okay. <laughs> okay. He jumps off of Jack Black's back and gets a boost for a, a slam dunk where he breaks the glass. Shaq style. Now, I guess the glass was supposed to shatter in a particular direction, but it shattered inward towards the actor. And so the guy who set that up, he was fired. For fucking it up? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, for fucking it up. Because the, the glass went in the wrong direction. And they had to re- what reshoot it? Yeah, I guess they reshot it. But um, yeah, so Chip ruins the game for everybody. You ruined the game. <laughs> what are you doing? Just talking, just talking trash. <laughs> and you know, Steve yells at him. Says, "We're not even friends. I don't even know you." Yeah, let me change that. Let me buy a Heineken. <laughs> <laughs> he leaves, and Chip is like, "It's all right. I got things to do anyway." Yeah, I got to shower and do some stuff anyway. <laughs> we'll next, talk later. <laughs> next scene. Steve is home. Yeah, I got he's, bringing home groceries. He's bringing home groceries. He's listening to the answering machine. He's got 11 messages, and he's happy about it at first. Ten of them are from Chip. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one ends with, oh, oh shit. <laughs> like, he knows, I've called you too much. <laughs> it's like that scene in Swingers. Remember Swingers where, like, he gets the girl's number, and then he calls her up. 
and he's trying to give leave the number, but it gets cut off at the end, so he has to call her back, and he's like, five, 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 one, two, three, four. Like, oh. that's all I wanted to say, but then he leaves, like, seven messages, and then she eventually picks up. I was like, don't call me ever again. <laughs> yeah, it reminded me of uh, Swingers, which I think was, like, a 94 movie. Uh, anyway. Um, but, you know, while they're there, or at least while Steve's home listening to the med- messages, Robin shows up. Yep. To watch Sleepless in Seattle. Their little movie date. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they're sitting on the couch. Steven's talking about his, his boss and how he hates his boss. And he makes fun of his hair plugs. And mm-hmm. she's laughing about it. And they're sitting on the couch. And they're getting ready to watch Sleepless in Seattle. And the cable's out. <sighs> Just static on the TV. So he's like, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll call my friend. He said, yeah, he says. I know the cable guy. I'm a preferred customer. He's a friend of mine. Yeah, I'm a preferred customer. I'll just page him. He'll come right over and fix it. He's dialing the number. And then before he finishes dialing, there's a knock on the door. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, problem with your service. (laughs) Your problem with your service. He's like, yeah, my cable's out. Can you fix it? He's like. Why should I help you? Oh, you just call that that how you treat people? Just call when you need something. <laughs> He's, He's like, really laying on the sarcasm. Yeah, and he and Steven's like, Well, yeah, I mean, can you fix it quick? Like Robin's here and he's like trying to like peek his head and Yeah, get, he wants to get, get a, a look, look at her. her. Yeah. 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 And uh and then he's like, Well, I gave you free key. He gives him free cable because Jack Black told him to pitch him fifty bucks and he ends up hooking him up with free cable, and he's like, I gave you free cable. What have you ever done for me? He's like, anything. Name it. I'll do anything you want. Yeah, tomorrow night we hang out. He's like, okay, fine, sure, whatever. And he's just like, <laughs> you're too good to me. You really are. And he's like, gives him this look like, you fucking <laughs> motherfucker. And he walks down the hall, flips a switch, and that's all he needed to do. It's pretty, and, yeah. And he's holding this like cut piece of coax cable. What's with the cut cord? It's for effect. It's for effect. <laughs> like that, cable's back on. Gives him more lady advice before he leaves. He's like, don't kiss her. Don't even touch her. It'll pay off in the end. It'll pay off in the end. (laughs) (laughs) He leaves. And he goes outside. And here's where we find out that Chip probably lives in his van. Because he's watching Sleepless in Seattle. He's hooked hooked up to the cable, too, in his van. And he's sleeping there in the back of his van. watching. And he has this little flashback about when he was a kid. How his mom would set him in front of the... uh, yeah, television just make it. Yeah, and the babysitter. Yeah, and he's he's like, when am I gonna get a little brother? And his mom says, that's when I. That's why I got to go to happy hour. Yeah, <laughs> make you a little brother. <laughs> and she walks out the door, and um, we cut to him the next evening, and they're they're going out on their bro date, and their man date. To medieval times. Have you ever been to medieval times? No, I haven't. I've it always wanted to go. Is so much fun. It's it so looks great. fun. It, it it is. Yeah, it's like the best. <laughs> yeah, they, they sit down. He's like, I come here twice a week. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where we see Janine Garofalo. She's a serving wench. Yeah, I'm, I'm your uh, serving wench, Melinda. <laughs> she carries like, dost thou have some. <laughs> <laughs> a tasty brew for me and me mate. We have been pitched for a fortnight and have a, a thirsty taste for the mighty brew. Thus might have though for this. <laughs> like, she's just given this look like, oh, okay, we're doing that. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, Steve asks for like a, a knife and a fork, and she says something like, uh, "There are no ten- there were no utensils in medieval times, hence there are no utensils at medieval times." Would you like a refill on that Pepsi? <laughs> yeah, there are no, no forks, but there is Pepsi. She's like, "Dude, I got a lot of tables." <laughs> Dude, I got a lot of tables. <laughs> And then we see the the main presenter is Andy, Andy Dick, Dick. Yeah. yeah, the king or whoever. Welcome, he is. yeah, the, the yeah the MC of the of the show, and uh, yeah, <laughs> this is where Jim Carrey does the the chicken skin scene, which yeah. you actually see in the previews because it was so good, it was so funny that yeah. like they kept in the movie even though it wasn't in the script. Yeah, and, one of those things that was ad libbed. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> of course they're in the blue night section. Yeah, Jim Carrey is a big fan of the color color blue. Yeah, and he says. The blue knight rules. The red knight sucks. Red knight's going down. Going down, down, down. Red knight's going down. Down, down, down. Red knight going down. Yeah, so they're watching the, watching the show, and then um, the next thing like is uh, they announce that two members of of the crowd are gonna duke it out to settle. Settle a, uh, a dispute. A dispute. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, and they they call up uh, uh, Chip and Steven. Yeah. And Steven's like, what the hell's going on? And he's like, oh, it's the some of the knights are. I gave all the knights free, free cable. cable. They said we could duke it out for a little bit. It'd be totally cool. <laughs> It'd be totally cool. <laughs> Isn't this dangerous? Well, that's what the armor's for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they get suited up and go into the middle of the arena. And uh, this is one of the funnest parts of the movie. I think. Yeah. This is. So they're they're like fighting each other. They uh, Steven's got a sword. Uh, Chip's got like this big axe thing. Chip is zoned in. Yeah, just he's, like in the basketball scene, he's yeah. just totally absorbed mm-hmm. in the role of being like a knight or whatever. Yeah, so, and he starts doing the uh, the the Star Trek thing. Yeah, where he's <laughs> like. Steven's freaking out. He's like, this guy's fucking insane. He's trying to fucking kill him. I don't know if he's trying to kill me or if he's just like doing a doing a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So um he he sweeps him off his feet and he's like you know, uh, sort of gloating, uh, you know, getting the crowd fired up, and then he Dude. goes, he, he goes away, and the next part is the joust. The joust, yeah, yeah. And Andy, Andy Dick is like, "Look, buddy, I don't think he's kidding. Just get up on the horse, get on the freaking horse." Buddy. <laughs> Jim Carrey's already on the horse yeah. somehow. He, got, he just got mounted up. He's ready to go, and he's got his joust in hand, and he's like, "Good luck to you." <laughs> he's just like, "This." It's our destiny. No, it isn't. Yes, yes it, it is. is. No, no, it isn't. Yes, it is. Is isn't. Is isn't. <laughs> Steven knocks him off. Yeah, he, Steven yeah. wins. And he's just like, he's like, oh my god, are you okay? He takes his helmet off. He's just like, you have won this battle, but we shall meet again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After that, you know, they're back at Steve's apartment. Steve actually had a really good time with him. Yeah, yeah, it actually sore. ended up being kind of a good time. And Steve says, actually says, we should go back next weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, he's down for it. You know, he's like, okay, this guy's just having fun. This is this is a good time. And this is when we find out that Chip has snuck a new entertainment center into Steve's home. Deluxe karaoke machine. The thing looks like it costs like 
fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, like, by like nineties standards. Yeah. I mean that equipment's all obsolete now. Yeah, but right. Big screen TV, kind of a kind karaoke of machine. Big deal. Yeah, the huge fucking speakers. Like, right. It looks like it's gonna break through the floor. It's so much heavy stuff there. He's like, where'd you get all this stuff? He's like, preferred customer. I hook him up. He hooks me up. And he's like, look. This is really nice, but like I can't accept this stuff. You have to take this all back. He's like, you've given me some, something so much more valuable, friendship. He's like, well, you've given me friendship too, so we're even, you know. But I can't, I, I can't accept this. This is too much. Yeah, and he, he tells him, okay, look, my friend with the truck is busy until Wednesday. Can you keep it here? And he says, sure. Yeah, like the next day, he he calls him up at work and he's like, hey, we should. Uh, Pop the cherry on that karaoke machine. Yeah, well, d- doesn't Robin call him first? <laughs> oh, yeah. Robin calls him, and... Uh... I-, I think. Well, I-, I think he's at work. No, 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 no. He's at work, and his friend, Jack Black's character, shows up. I think. You so... Know. So, at- after... Let's break this down. After... He leaves. Um, yeah. Well, after the uh, the whole talk about like we'll take the the stuff back. He yeah. He's like at work or something. And he talks to Rob. Yeah, I think he talks to Robin first, and then. Uh, fuck. No, I, I just remember. Yeah, he calls him. Maybe we're jumping a little ahead. Here. I think we are jumping a little okay. ahead because when he talks to Robin, you know, he talks to Robin when they have the party. The karaoke party, and he's on the phone with her, and she says she's going on a date, right? Is that what you're talking about? The conversation with Robin, he's like, "No, that's not time apart. That's time with someone else." Yeah, yeah. That's when he's at the karaoke party, and Chip comes into the room, and he's like, "She's out having fun. You should too." Yeah, gives him a beer. Yeah, no. I think the next scene, he's just at work, gets a call from. Chip. Oh, he says that's what it is. He says it's Robin. Oh, yeah. To get that, on the phone with right. him. Again, that the fucking manipulation okay, okay. tricks him. So, so he's Yeah, Robin's a- on the phone for you. Hello? Or, or Oh, he's like, yeah. So when am I going to get you on my couch again? He's like, tomorrow's not looking so good. But how about how about next week <laughs> or something like that <laughs> yeah it's chip it's chip yeah. and he says how about we break the cherry on this karaoke machine <laughs> yeah yeah before they have to take it back no ifs ands or buts maybe a few buts big, big ones <laughs> and so then they have their karaoke party yeah and the and the party it's just full of preferred, preferred customers, customers. <laughs> there's a bunch of random people who it reminds, me, a party it reminds me of the party in Ghostbusters that Rick Moranis throws with it, not friends, but just clients. <laughs> he's just got preferred customers over at the party, and he's just like, yeah, and it uh, counts as a tax write-off. Yeah. <laughs> Lewis <Yeah>. Tully's party. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay, who brought the dog? <laughs> Um, so at this karaoke, at this karaoke party though, we got this beautiful woman who's just eyeballing Steven. Yeah. Sexy little sex kitten. Oh yeah. From across the way. And he's like, don't look, don't look, don't look. (laughs) She's dripping and she wants him. Yeah. And, uh, Jim Carrey takes a moment to, uh, do a song by Jefferson Airplane, uh, somebody to love. He talks about, like, the Hells Angels had their way that night. Yeah, what he's re- referencing 
is um, there was a Rolling Stones concert. Yeah. And the Rolling Stones paid the Hells Angels beer to do security for their concert event. Smart move, right? And well, <laughs> what actually happened is that there were fights that broke out during the concert and uh, one uh, someone from the Hells Angels killed an African American man, stabbed him with a knife. Yeah, maybe don't hire an outlaw biker gang to do security at your show. Right, but I also heard that it wasn't actually Hells Angels. There were people there were like a group of bikers who said they were with the Hells Angels. So liars. So I mean, the story is really complicated, but Jim Carrey referenced that. Yeah. Because yeah. he's playing, he's singing a song that was in a documentary about that, about that incident, and so. Right. Because so, everything he does is based on movies or television shows that he's seen. Yeah. 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 So he's got to just throw in that reference. Yeah. <laughs> this guy. This guy is sick with the references. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and. Um, does a beautiful rendition of that song. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he, it, like, during this song, there's, like, uh, Stephen's getting it on with this chick. She's giving him some sensual head massage or Yeah, something. some sensual head massage. Because can't share sex in the movie because it's not rated No, R. they can't do it. Jim Carrey rushes in, snaps Bust. a picture of them. <laughs> with the whole party. Mm-hmm. Polaroids it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, next morning... Oh, yeah. He's watching Ren and Stimpy. Uh, Chip's in the kitchen, making some eggs, watching Ren and Stimpy. He's wearing Steven's sweatshirt. I, hope you, I borrowed your sweatshirt. Hope you don't mind. <laughs> Such like a girlfriend thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little too intimate. Um, yeah, and he's making breakfast. He's like, borrowed your sweatshirt. Hope you don't mind. And he's like, uh, how'd you sleep? He's like, oh, great. I, I feel like a, a new man. What, where, did, uh, where did lady friend go? He's like, oh, I think I heard her leave... Uh, Early this morning. I think she left that night because, yeah, yeah. we find out uh, soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, you know, they're kind of meandering around in this. Like, yeah. he's, Chip isn't just being forthright about him. You know, he's kind of beating around the bush because he thinks that Stephen understands that she was a prostitute. Yeah, he kind of drops it just casually. He's just yeah. like, he's like, you know, I pay this time, you pay next time. Pay f- for what? <laughs> the wi- The women. The women, man. <laughs> He's, he's like, like, don't worry, I checked her out last week. Not a trip. He's like, so you mean that that girl was a prostitute? He's like, yeah. I mean. You think a woman like that is going to hang out with two guys like us? <laughs> she seemed to like you, though. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you can get a freebie. <laughs> so, I mean, so Chip is really good at ma- manipulating people, but he has to pay a woman for sex. Right. And... This totally crosses Stephen's yeah. moral boundaries, and he did. He stands up and says, "Get down. out of my house! Get the fuck out! Yeah, get out of my house!" And he's just like, "What are you so upset about? I don't understand." <laughs> yeah. We were talking and uh, scramby eggs. Some eggy eggs. <laughs> yeah, we were eating scramby eggs. Scramby eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like some juice? <laughs> Yeah, and he's just like, "Why are you doing this, Stephen?" And he's just like, makes him go. He's like, "No, look, man, I can, I can fix it. I can make it cool again." And he's just like, "No, no, get out, get out." Pushes him out. Bad idea, man. <laughs> Bad idea. Well, it makes Chip try harder. So Chip comes <laughs> up with you know one of his plans to help help Stephen get Robin back. You know, I think Chip has been following Robin for quite a while, and uh, he. <laughs> this part, I love this part. This is when he shows up 
at Robin's date, and he beats up Owen Wilson. Yeah, Owen Wilson's kind of kind of a jerk. Oh, he's, he's like, a huge jerk. Hey, so I said the waiter, oh, what's with the chicken, man? Have the uh, eggs had a chance to hatch yet? And uh, I don't know. Kind of reminds me of like my father at restaurants. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. If like something's taking too long or something, he lets the waitress know about it. It's really awkward. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Um, he gets up, goes to the bathroom. You, you, you see uh, Chip walking in the background. Kind of looks like Freddie Mercury. He's got a mustache on with, like, yeah. aviator's glasses. He hides his face when he walks by. and uh, He hands the maitre d' $20. And he's no, like, no, the bathroom attendant. The bath, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he walks in the bathroom, hands the, the dude. You've been working hard. Take a break. <laughs> yeah. So he uh, gets the... Gets the bathroom attendant to step out so he can pretend to be the bathroom attendant. Yeah. And uh, Owen Wilson goes in to take a piss and he's just like, uh, talks about the weather. He's just like, uh, the winters are particularly mild in here. <laughs> <laughs> Owen Wilson's character is annoyed by him and decides to go into a stall and close the door. Yeah, just to take a piss. And but then Chip pops up behind him in the stall. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, really, it's no trouble. And he's just like, hey, man, what the fuck? He just to push him and just like, yeah, he grabs him and like beats the shit out of him. And He's doing this scat routine. <laughs> yeah. Hits him in the face with a big old powder thing. <laughs> yeah, Try, gotta get you to freshened up for your date. <laughs> and he, he, like... He beats the crap out of this guy. Yeah, he knows how to fight. Yeah, I mean, the, the guy takes a swing at him, but he gets out of the way and hits him a couple times and knocks him on the ground and yeah. does this whole, like, uh, jazz routine, salt peanuts, salt peanuts, salt peanuts. Yeah, because he shoves his <laughs> mouth into the into the hand jar, and he's like, you look just like Dizzy Gillespie <laughs> with like, the pool balls in his that mouth. That had to hurt, Gene. Yeah, that's like a, a wrestling reference, I guess. Yeah, it's a uh, Mean Gene Okerlund. Mean Gene Okerlund. It was in a, was <laughs> an announcer for WWF before they were WWE. Yeah. Like yeah. back in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> right into the turnbuckle. That had to hurt, Gene. <laughs> um, beats him up and then gets out of there. Right. And then um, next scene, um, Chip shows up at Robin's house to hook her up with free cable. Yeah, saying that it was a gift from... From an admirer. Yeah, and, and she's, she's like, what's that, Stephen? He's like, I promised Stephen I couldn't tell you. <gasps> I've said too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he, he goes up in her vents. And he sees a birthmark on her... On her shoulder. On her, on her left shoulder. Yeah. Keeps that little tidbit of information mm-hmm. for later. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's just like, he comes down and he's like, oof, it was hot up there. <laughs> and it, it seems like he's almost kind of like flirting with her now right? right yeah kind of manipulating her and getting inside of her head a little he's, um, he's developing a rapport yeah so after that so he hooks her up with free cable to try to get back into steven's good graces um and then matthew broder uh yeah steven's uh back at his place i guess well he's he's coming home yeah. And it's raining outside. And Chip is waiting for him. Well, okay. Well, first, Stephen is at work, gets a call from Robin, and she thanks oh, him yeah, for the yeah. cable. 
and he and he's just like he plays it off like yeah, yeah well, he doesn't say yeah he did that he, wasn't me yeah he, he doesn't fess up to it you know he he's like oh yeah, he well, takes credit for it you're welcome and yeah yeah and then he comes home and chip is out there waiting for him and now he thinks he has a chance to get robin back and he tries to use this with an out with chip and he calls off with chip he's breaking up with chip he's like i don't want to be your friend anymore or what happened? No, yeah. What happens is uh, there's like a little bit there with um, Jack Black. His character and Steven were supposed to go to a concert together, <laughs> but he right. cancels because he's like, because Robin about- wants to get back together with yeah. him. He's like, I gotta cancel. You know, I think Robin is wanting to get back together with me, and Jack Black's a little miff because yeah. he knows that there's the- a concert. They were supposed to go to a concert. Yeah, and Steven called it off for a woman. Yeah, man. Bros before hose. Yeah. Not and, cool. So Jack Black is dropping off at home. He's like, look. He, he's like, can't you just call somebody else and take somebody else with you? And he's like, maybe I'll take my cable guy. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell he's a, he's, yeah, he's, a little, he's a little hurt about the, the whole situation. But yeah, this is where it's raining. And we see Chip waiting outside of Steven's apartment. He's been waiting in the rain. Like a psycho. To come he's home. a goddamn psychopath. Um, we know he could get inside of Steven's apartment. Yeah, so why is he waiting outside? But in the he's rain? waiting in the rain because he's a fucking psycho. Yeah. And he's just like, free cable is the ultimate. Smooth move. I knock him up and you set, uh, yeah. I set him up and you knock him down. Yeah, he thinks, yeah, he did see Steven a solid, so he should be friends with him now, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, he's trying to get back into Steven's good graces, but mm-hmm. Steven doesn't want any of it. And he's like, look. We're done. Yeah, I appreciate everything you've tried to do for me, but I, I have a I have a chance to get back with Robin. I can't mess this up. I, I don't, don't want to. I don't want to be your friend yeah. anymore. Yeah, I've never had. He's like anyone so, say that to me to my face, but <laughs> what, are you Switch, saying? what are you trying to say? <laughs> what are you trying to say? In the most <laughs> obvious terms, he just told him, "I don't want to be your friend anymore." He's just not accepting it because he can't take rejection. Right. Because it's hard to take. <laughs> so this is when Chip starts pulling out all the stops, right? Mm-hmm. So everything that he's building up to is now going to fall into his little scheme, right? Right. Everything that he's gathered, all, all the information he knows, he's going to put everything to work mm-hmm. to try to ruin Steven's life now. Yeah. Yeah. He says that I could be your best friend or your worst enemy. Mm-hmm. And we see that in the next scene. When Steven is at work yeah. and poli- a police officer shows up and it's one of the police officers from uh, the karaoke party. No, no. I think you're you're getting too far ahead. What is in the dinner party scene next? No, we already passed the dinner party scene. Well, no. So, no. Steven's at work. The, the, the police we- officer shows up. No, he says he says he's there to arrest Steven for stolen stereo equipment. When did the dinner scene happen? That's later. Are you talking about at the parents' house? Yeah. Yeah, that happens a little bit later. So that actually happens at about an hour and eight minutes in. My brain's all scrambled. I'm and sorry. right now <laughs> we're an hour and four minutes in, so we're real close. Oh, okay. Yeah. So in case anybody doesn't know, I like to write down the timelines for all the events and movies. And when okay. we're doing these, and I reference the timelines for when we're going through the episodes. So no, no, no. What about the the? You no, know, Stephen's at work, but he gets a thing on his computer, 
right? The white zombie song. That that's later. Damn that, it. That that's later. So he gets arrested first? Yeah, he gets arrested first. So the police officer who shows up to arrest him was a police officer who was at the karaoke party, who ironically was a police officer in Silence of the Lambs that was killed by Hannibal Lecter. Oh yeah, that was referenced in the uh, in the scene at uh, Medieval That's Times. That's right. Yeah, that guy's always playing like a cop. Or <laughs> yeah, like he's he always was, playing a cop. He was one of the country singers in the Blues Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> and so Stephen gets arrested. His father shows up at the at the police department with a lawyer. And oh, Stephen yeah. gets out on bail. Yeah, and he's trying to tell the lawyer, he's like, look, it, it wasn't me, it was it was Chip or Ernie Douglas. And uh, the lawyer's like, look, we looked into it. There is no Ernie Douglas who works for the cable company. Yeah, Stephen has been released and he wants information about what's going on. So now he goes to his friend, the cameraman at the local news department. And no, when he's No, when he's still in jail, though, he shows up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. He yeah. shows he up. He shows up at the fucking like. He says, "Oh, you're, you're he, you got a visitor. Someone's here to see he you." He sits down at the booth, and it's, there's a guy in a suit with a briefcase, and he turns around, and Chip is there. Chip is there, pretending to be his lawyer. Yeah, and he's like, "Look, I I I know your name isn't Ernie Douglas." He's like, look, I know I like What's your to real name? He's like, it's Larry Tate. It's Larry Tate, but that's not what's important right now. <laughs> I will put the system on trial. <laughs> and, um, habeas corpus is what he says. Yeah. yeah. Like, habeas corpus. <laughs> he puts his hand on the glass. He's all, go ahead, touch it. Touch you it. need human contact. Touch <laughs> <it>. <laughs> and he, he refuses. And then he does a scene from Midnight Express where he undoes his <laughs> shirt and he opens up his. Oh, Billy. And he puts his tits up against the glass. He's like, what are you doing? Stop it. Stop it. You're going to get me killed in your and fucking... The pr- and the inmate next to him is looking at him and giving smiles. Him the, yeah, giving him a little kissy face. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and that's where he says, see, I can be your best friend or your, or your worst, worst enemy. enemy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, Chip is telling him, ball's in my court now. Yep. Yep. Now he gets released on bail. Reaches out to Jack Black. And he's trying to get information. Jack Black says, okay, look, I'll see if I could run like a background check on him. Because he works at the news station. Right. He's yeah. got this kind of... You he's know, got the resources. He's got these resources at his disposal. Yeah. And he can do it. So, um, Next scene, Chip is having a date with Robin at his parents' house. Yeah, so yeah, Stephen shows up at, at Stephen's parents' they knock, house. They, yeah, they, they knock on the door and Chip opens the door. Chip opens the door. He's already there. How does he know? It's like they Robin live? invited him there. Yeah. Yeah. So he's already embedded himself and made friends with Stephen's whole family. Yeah. And they're yeah, on. He's been, who knows how long he's been there for? Talking him up. Yeah, the schmoozing him. You know, mm-hmm. hatching, hatching the plan, you yep. know. And we, this is when we find uh, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. <laughs> Better call Saul himself. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, yeah, he plays uh, Stephen's brother. Um, so they're at this family gathering that uh, Chip has already uh, weaseled his way into. And they, at Chip's suggestion, decide to play a game of porno password. Porno password. <laughs> it's like regular password. <laughs> Just dirtier. So. Just dirty. Um. And he pairs up Stephen with his mom. Yeah, just to make this it is, super awkward. <laughs> yeah, so that, that that that's a setup right there. 
Mm. And he pairs himself with Robin. Yeah, so even making Stephen uh, jealous and just riling him up knows exactly making how to push angry. his buttons. You know, it's like you got to relate to that because I would feel pissed if I was in Stephen's shoes. You know, like I got to play this runcha game with my mom. Yeah, and, and you can't say shit about girl. it. Like, yeah, he um, he can't snap because that'll make him look bad. Yeah, yeah. So they're playing porno password. He's like, the first word is. Nipple. Nipple. <laughs> and so they go through this whole thing, you know, where, you know, they, they're, they're playing this game and it all comes to a head when um, Stephen is kind of blowing up and tries to storm out of the room. He Well, Chip whispers in his ear, Robin, show me the birthmark on her, uh, on her shoulder. Very sexy. Oh, man. And then it Stephen slugs him. Socks him in the face. Yeah. Yeah, and the family's like, Stephen, what's gotten into you? And he's yeah. just like, this guy's he's fucking psycho. Like, he, he, he's my fucking cable man, and he, he got me arrested and all this shit. And then she's like, everyone's like, what are you talking about, Stephen? Yeah. Are you are you on drugs? And why isn't his father helping? Because his, fa- his father knows from when he was arrested earlier that there's this guy who... Yeah, why didn't he put two and two together? Yeah, That's why a didn't plot his, hole. His father's stupid. He is. <laughs> There's no Ernie Douglas that works on a cable. Oh, what's your name? Chip Douglas. Oh, you the man who got my son arrested? Yeah, or oh, you're the guy that my son's talking about. Yeah. Like, no, his father's a complete moron. Yeah, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> um, Stephen storms out. And the next scene is when Stephen is at work. And yeah. he comes into his office and he sees the television screen there, and there's the computer. Well, yeah, the oh, it. I mean, it looks like a television screen, but it's playing video from when Robin came to his house to watch Sleepless in Seattle, and he it's put playing it back. on all their computers. Yeah, and so Chip hit a camera inside of his apartment and recorded his conversation about him talking shit about his boss. Yeah. About from the, the get go. Yeah. He put a camera, even before he snuck into his apartment and gave him all the karaoke machine and big screen TVs. Yeah. He put that camera in his little TV from probably from day one. Yeah. The first day. Yeah. So he's laying when, traps. Yeah. When Steven went out to take a shower while he was setting up the cable. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it just gets deeper and deeper with this guy. Like, this is why he probably rearranged all the furniture. Because in that, in that beginning scene, he said there were some cam- picks and humbars, so I rearranged. So, yeah, got the footage out of there. He was getting to know the layout of the apartment. And yeah. He was getting to know the furniture, and he found a place to hide the camera. Yeah. Yep. And so, Stephen gets fired. Hair plugs. Hair plugs. Hair plugs. His boss is like looking in a hand mirror, and he's like... like Get out. <laughs> yeah. Steven's fired. He's got his little box full of all of his office stuff. And he's heading out. He's in the parking lot. I don't know how Chip does it. So you got to suspend your disbelief for this. But he makes all the like the alarms and the cars go off. And then they all stop. Yeah, it just shows. <laughs> and I guess that scene in that garage was an homage to Highlander. Oh, yeah? Yeah, or at least that's what I read. I don't know if it's true or not. Well, I, I mean, I heard the the you know the uh, Friday the Thirteenth yeah, <laughs> yeah. reference. 
Um, so after Stephen Leak's uh, after Stephen Leaves' work, he gets a call from Jack Black. It says that Chip isn't his real name. Larry Tate isn't his real name. He got he got those from TV shows. Chip and Ernie Douglas are names that he got from My Three Sons, and Larry Tate was Darren's boss on Bewitched. But I guess he worked for the cable company under those fake names. And he was fired for stalking customers. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Stephen is locking his fucking doors, closing his windows. And he has a dream sequence. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he, he imagines that uh, Chip's at his front door knocking, knocking like in the beginning. Cable guy, cable guy. But he's got these weird contact he's, lenses in. Scary snake green eyes. And, and they got this weird, like, this black light effect going on. It's lighting everything up really weird. And yeah, he's yeah. trying to break down the door. He's just jumping into it. And then he's just like, fine, I'm leaving. <laughs> See ya. He does that classic thing where he... I'm walking away, making <laughs> footsteps to walk away. fading. Bye. Bye. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> thinking that somehow is going to unlock the door and he just goes right back and tries to open it. Eventually busts down, down the door and he's just like, just want to hang out. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> and as he's running after him, he like descends upon him and, and grows really big. And then that's where, where, where he wakes up. And he wakes up to a he, phone call from Chip. Yeah. I think Chip is sitting in the back of his van or mm-hmm. laying there in the back of his van. Yeah. He's... And there's this scene. It, it, it creeps me out because Jim Carrey's sitting there and there's this daddy long legs that crawls across his face and he oh, doesn't even he... flinch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he just puts him on hold and gives him phony hold music. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that's you. <laughs> Oops, sorry about that. Look, I love to stay and chat, but I got a date. You might know her. He's like, you stay away from her. And he's just like, gotta go. Bye. <laughs> and Steve quickly rushes over to Robin's apartment, finds out she's not there. And the neighbor lady says she left earlier with a guy they were going to ride the information superhighway yeah, or something, something like about that. the information superhighway. Yeah. <laughs> That's when it clicks in Steven's head. I know where they're at. Yeah. 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 They go. He goes to the to the satellite where we see uh, uh, Chip and um, Robin. They're already there. And he's given her the same yeah, speech. Yeah, the same speech. Of, the future is now. Yeah. <laughs> you, could watch the, you could watch the Louvre on one channel or Home Shop on another channel. Yeah. <laughs> Here's something else. Uh, he says something else. And he play says, Mortal Kombat with a friend in Vietnam. Yeah, he's giving it. It's she, all cyclical for him. Yeah, and and she's a little freaked out at this point. She knows that, all right, this guy's a little unhinged. And she's like, I'm really worried. I want to go see Steven. And he's just like, Steven, Steven, Steven. And she's just like. What have I gotten myself into? Yeah, I shouldn't have trusted this guy. Um, Steven shows up to try to save her. Yeah, and uh, he he kind of pulls like a King Kong with uh, with Robin. He yeah. like takes her up to the top of the top of the thing there, and um... Jim Carrey he's got this staple gun and he's holding <laughs> it like a normal gun. 
He's he's sort of yeah cornered. He's got a staple gun to Robin's head. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a staple gun. He's not gonna hurt her very much, you know. It's, it's all he's got. But, <laughs> he's, but he's, they're treating it like it's a real gun. <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's very high tension uh, situation. He's just like, oh, like oh, a police copter shows up, right? Well, Shining so the light on. so um, yeah, the police are on their way. And, uh, but, you know, we're, Chip is having his breakdown. Yeah. He admits, you know, that he was set in front of the television. The television was his babysitter. He never had a normal life. He doesn't know what it's like to have friends. I learned the facts of life from the facts of life. From watching the facts of life. Oh my God. And he's (laughs) just coming unraveled in his insanity and it's all kind of falling apart. He says it's time to kill the babysitter. Yeah, someone has to. Yeah, they. they someone has to take yeah, he, responsibility. He sort. Yeah, he almost falls. Stephen catches him and he pulls himself up. Yeah, he wants to jump and he wants to break the satellite dish. Oh right, yeah, he's talking to the helicopter like it's his mom, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you were never there for me, mom. <laughs> he tries to jump. Stephen dives and catches him. Because Stephen is a good moral person. Yeah, he doesn't want to see him die. He doesn't want to see him die. You know, he's yeah. a guy. He, you know, he realizes Chip is messed up. He Chip just needs, needs help. help. Yeah, yeah, he needs help. And he'll get you some help. He's just like, no, it's too late for me. He's like, no, it's not. And yeah, and he he pulls himself up. Says someone has to kill a babysitter. Throws himself off. We see. Oh, at this point, that Sam Sweet trial is come coming yeah, to a climax. Yeah, it's coming to a head. You know, they, they, they've been showing snippets here in and out throughout the movie. Everyone's watching on TV. It's the trial of the century. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we're about to hear the verdict as Chip is falling, presumably to to his death. He's going to come right down on that spike at the tip yeah. of the satellite, and we're about to hear the verdict, uh, Mister Sweet. We find the we uh, the jury find the defendant, and then it Bam. cuts out. Bam! Yeah. And he's landed on a satellite. He's barely missed the spike. Yeah, the spike close showed call. Earlier <laughs> in the in the beginning of the movie, he's just off to the side. But he cracked the satellite, so took out all the cable for yeah. everybody. And we see the, all the other characters, like the medieval knights. He broke the babysitter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> see, he broke the babysitter. Exactly. Yeah. He killed the babysitter. Yeah. So. Everyone's pissed because their their TV's out and they're about to hear the fucking verdict for this trial and they're like banging on their TVs and they're just like what the fuck and we see Kyle Gass lean over <laughs> and he, he's got the book in his hand and he and he's he discovers literature again. This is beautiful music. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a good thing. It's a good thing. People are too glued to their fucking televisions and you need to go outside or read a book, do something. Don't end up like Chip Douglas. Or us, just raised on television. Right. Oh yeah. my God. So the I'm movie's just making the movie's making a, a statement, sort of. Yeah. yeah. About uh, people's obsession with movies and television shows. Yeah. Sort of like this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, it's so deep. Oh, we are culture vultures. We're just <laughs> culture vultures. I like that culture vultures. <laughs> um, yo, we yo. So Chip is alive. Chip has survived, but he's hurt. Yeah, medical crew shows up, ta- uh, takes him away. It's kind of cute. He's wrapped up like a little baby. Yeah. From all in his head, this is like wrapped up in a blanket. And he's just like, you know, or Stephen says, you know, you never told me your real name. And he says, 
you still want to know my real name? So yeah. It's Ricardo. Ricky, Ricky Ricardo. Can't tell him his true identity because no, he he's the cable guy. He's being carried away in a helicopter. Mm-hmm. And a guy says, hang in there, buddy. We're going to get you taken care of, something like that. And he's like, are you really? Am I really your buddy? Am I really he's like, your buddy? Sure. Yeah, sure you are. <laughs> and then he has this big smile on his face. The, that guy the, who called him buddy, he yeah. was in the movie UHF with Weird Al. He was Weird Al's friend. Oh, in UHF. good catch. <laughs> yeah, and this is where we see that crazy look in his eye and his smile on his face. I found a new friend. Yeah. You know? And, and then that's that's boom. it. Boom. That's and it. And the movie. All right, we made it through. The Cable Guy. Oh. Perfect movie for the for this podcast. Yeah, man. So uh, I guess the moral of the story is don't set boundaries with <laughs> with your service people because you never know who you give access to your house. Right. What they can do. It's fucking disturbing when you get down to it. Right. Like a person like a cable guy who's like really fucking tech savvy can do all this shit and ruin your life get you thrown in jail uh almost move in on your girlfriend and cause a bunch of drama in your life maybe just uh yeah just stick to being friends with people you know and people you can at least check out and reference because right. <laughs> <laughs> it could happen to you or work with them for a few months and then decide whether or not you want to invite them into your home so you make sure they're not psycho. Yeah. <laughs> but you never know. I mean, yeah, people seem normal at first. And then uh, later on, yeah, you, you're in too deep. And, and you can't can't get away from them. And then you've got a stalker. So try not. I guess the, in the original thing, it was like uh, Stephen was supposed to be a lady. And it was supposed, yeah. to, it was supposed to be like, yeah, he's that was trying to be a boyfriend instead of a friend friend. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I read that was one idea, but that was a little too creepy. Too creepy, creepy yeah. yeah. Yeah, this this movie has the, the perfect mixture It's, it's got of, a good balance. Yeah, of, of creepy behavior, but it's it's still all in good fun. Yeah. You know, because, you, you know, ultimately, Ship's not a dangerous person. He is dangerous. Oh, yeah. But he he's never gonna cross that line because he's still he's still Jim Carrey Volume One where he he's not like he, he's not a he's never really played a bad guy. I guess this is the one where he did play the bad guy. He did, yeah. And uh, uh, but the rest of the time he's you know the good guy and the hero and the funny man. Um, mm-hmm. And and what's his name? Fucking Steve. Matthew Broderick, Jesus Christ. Uh, Matthew Broderick uh, does a really good job, you know, playing the straight man in this one. You know, just like the regular yeah. the guy that we're supposed to relate to. But yeah, me. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Matthew Broderick. Nah, me neither. I mean, um, he's okay. I mean, I think he's a fine actor. Yeah, I've like. I got to tell you the truth here. I'm not a big fan of uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, it's a little overrated. I think you know, but. Uh, it, it was all right. I mean, it was <laughs> we're not going to do a podcast on Ferris Bueller's Day Off. No, don't worry. Probably not. <laughs> no, I did look at. Uh, I did look for uh, to see if Matthew Broderick had a website. <laughs> oh yeah, you showed me. <laughs> and I, I sent him. Uh, I sent Taylor a picture of this earlier. But if you go to MatthewBroderick.com, uh, it just says MatthewBroderick.com for sale. 
I asked for a car. I got a domain name. Yeah, Ferris Bueller uh, reference there. And it says, uh, it says, uh, let me bring it up. It says, for sale, there are several individuals with the name Matthew Broderick that would have an interest in buying this domain. One of which is a famous actor who I think is pretty cool. If that Matthew Broderick is you, contact me and I'll give you this domain if you hang out for a bit with me and my friends in Orlando. Just want to hang out? No big <laughs> deal! <laughs> if you're someone else named Matthew Broderick and want to purchase this domain, contact me, Todd at MatthewBroderick.com. <laughs> he just wants to hang out with Matthew Broderick. Yeah. That's so funny. And who knows? I don't know how long this thing has been here. There should have been a date on there, I guess. <laughs> that was smart, though. Just jump on yeah. domain, name, domain names. Uh, Buying up domain names and sell them when somebody needs them. Yeah, that's something I should have. If I could go in a time machine. Well, it's not too late. Yeah, I guess You'll so. Just try to find a domain name that somebody might want. Reserve yeah. it now and just hang on to it. To until somebody needs it, I, yeah, guess, I guess, which is kind of a shyster kind of thing to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, 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 that I thought that was pretty funny. And uh, I know Jim Carrey had a, his own personal website up for a while, but it's down now. And celebrities, they really don't need personal websites because you can always go to IMDb to find information you need about a celebrity. Yeah, you only need, if you're an actor, I guess, well, stand-up comedians, I think, probably need websites for like booking and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, probably. So, but yeah, if you're an actor like Jim Carrey, you don't need a Jim Carrey website. So. No, but I went to his website when it was up and it was chaotic. Was it? Oh, it was it was like looking into the mind of a madman. I went there when it was when he right when he had done the number 23. Oh, okay. Which uh that movie um there's one thing I don't like about that movie. It's you see Jim Carrey fuck and yeah. that's not a side of Jim Carrey that I want to see. No. And so I could not watch another Jim Carrey movie for the longest time because I don't want to see Jim Carrey. Glad somebody. I missed it. Thanks yeah. for the heads up, Jared. Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> it's too late. You've had forever to watch you the movie. You can't unsee it. Yeah, no, you can't. No. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for us this week. And uh, that's tune right. in next week. Um, Jeremy. I'm Taylor. And thanks we'll- for... You go ahead. You do it. You do it this time. (laughs) Okay, we'll uh, take two here. Uh, Thank you for watching. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Taylor. Thank you for watching, and we'll catch you next week. Take them to the movies. (laughs) Cut. I don't know. Okay. We need a sign-off thing. We do. We need to find a sign-off. Catch you on the flip-flop now. Good luck with all that stone-cold Steve Austin. <laughs> I'm cut this off. Oh, I said that. Uh, I'm standing by it. Good luck with that stone-cold Steve Austin. <laughs>